Should we give the delivery guy a beer? No. <laughs> Why would we give a random... We don't even know how old he is. Oh, he's got to be at least 21. That's not a thing. I think you'll just have to be 18 to be a delivery driver for DoorDash. We'll ask him if he's 21. We're not going to give the delivery driver a beer. Why would we give the delivery driver a beer? Because he, he should taste this. It's good. Hey, check out our podcast, Beer and Fear. We try this beer. Listen to our podcast. It's going to come out in a week. All right. You'll play the episode. You'll have this beer. Crack it open. Drink it with us. You're interesting. I love you and your pure heart. start yeah sure uh, uh, welcome to the 32nd episode of beer and fear my name is Paige. my name is zach and this episode <laughs> is on witchcraft yeah i think i'm gonna need you to lead this episode <laughs> <laughs> Paige, a long day at work i'm a little tired <laughs> <clears throat> every every episode number you say it just surprises me now 32. Why? Oh my god, 32. You can we're, count. We're getting up there. It's just It just keeps going. Somehow this podcast just keeps going. It's for the fun <laughs> of it. It's the only. Con- it's probably the only consistent thing in my life besides my job. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, witchcraft, and uh, you said witchcraft and witches, and I, I was looking online, and, you know, we've said this before, I, I, Wikipedia is our go-to, and there's no... Witches article. It just talks about witchcraft. So we're going to talk a lot about witchcraft and then, you know, sprinkling some witches here and there. Um, Before we introduce the beer for this episode, which Paige picked out this time, uh, you want to tell me anything about recap your last week and anything notable you want to talk about? (sighs) Your uh, Easter. Easter was Sunday. Yeah, I worked and then I went and saw my family for a little bit and they gave me some mashed potatoes and I'm very excited about those mashed Excellent. potatoes. I haven't eaten them yet. I got ham. I'm going to eat those mashed potatoes when I get home. Mm, I got ham in the freezer. Those spuds. Forget about that. Excellent. Delicious. Good. Um, and they gave me like a cheesecake. Ooh. I'm just making myself hungry. Yeah, we got food coming, so. Oh, thank God. Cool. Praise the Easter Bunny. Cool. Did I tell you that I'm going to be going out of town? Where? I'm going to be going to Las Vegas. When? In July. Why? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> My parents are renewing their vows. Oh, that's cute. So they wanted their kids to be there. Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> if you pay for the flight. Because <laughs> my dad paid for my flight. <clears throat> okay. Do some gambling. I still haven't been to a casino. I haven't been to a casino either. <sighs> And you're gonna go to a casino. You should come to Las Vegas with me, Zachary. When is it? July. Maybe. We'll see. Wouldn't that be weird? Just me tagging along, though. No. That would be weird. No. I'm not gonna go. Um. What else? Just back to work. Like that's it. That's that's it, man. Um. I, I love the background noise. Yeah, you hear the birds singing. Like a Disney princess. <laughs> Got the window open because it's finally somewhat nice out. What about you, bud? You have any news for me? Uh, I went to Mission Barbecue. Who was um, that? Yesterday. You've never been there? No. 
really good barbecue place. They um, it, they support law enforcement and uh, firefighters and uh, public safety. You know, all, all those agencies. Uh, so when you walk in, they have like the walls are lined with memorabilia, um, different helmets from fire departments, patches everywhere, like, you know, fire department patches, police patches all over the walls. They have pictures and everything like that. And then you can buy, um, if you ask for a drink, you can buy a, a special cup and part of the proceeds go to supporting law enforcement and firefighters, uh, public safety. So it's a really cool barbecue place. And a lot of like we walked in and there was a group of five officers behind us too so you know there's a lot of public safety that frequent mission barbecue and they're a chain uh so they're all over the place but we went to the one in downers grove and it was really good i had um brisket pretty sure brisket sandwich and then some coleslaw that was really good with some sweet tea um i didn't get to see i didn't get to hang out with anyone this easter because i was working so that was i got to see my dad and, and uh stepmom yesterday what else Paige was super nice and bought Casota some toys. Yeah, she got an eggplant filled with catnip and an avocado. An avocado from uh, her job. And they're filled with catnip and she loves them. But she's, she's so cute. She's bathing herself now. I thought there was one other thing. Oh, um, my mint plant died. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say when you got it? It's going to be so, so sad when it dies. Yeah, so I put on Instagram. Um... So I, it's fine. I need to, um, I need to get like one, uh, like a plant that's already like partially growing. Not a seed. Yeah. It's hard to grow those seeds in there. And I don't think it was getting enough light. It was maybe a little too cold. Hard to grow and, um, seeds. I think maybe I was watering it a little too much. A lot of the seeds that I planted didn't end up germinating. And there was only like three or four of them in there that were, that were starting to, <laughs> starting to grow. So. But that's it. That's sad. I'm sorry. My cactus is still alive. Yeah, cactuses stay alive. Prick's doing good. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Good. <sighs> Do you think you'll like this beer better than last week? Probably. I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the honest answer. Usually the ones I pick are good. Okay. You pick good ones. Yeah. It's just the one you picked last week was not for me. Yeah, we went over this. You you said it yourself. I'm literally listening to the episode right now. <laughs> I like to listen back because sometimes I space out and I don't hear what people say or what I say. So then I like to know what I say. Anyways, our beer is from Miskatonic uh, Brewing Company. Spell that M I S K A T O N I C. Miskatonic. Miskatonic. What does that mean? Maybe. I didn't look up the name. Hmm. I just was like, oh, it's Miskatonic. The description or the about us from Miskatonic is, so many of the greatest beers in the world were markers on the journey to brew beer ourselves. They are instructive. They are canon. And we find enjoyment in devoting ourselves to the quest of their honorable, honorable replication. But we also love a good glitch. Mm-hmm. Riffing on tradition and interpreting styles a new way enables us to tilt the board and brew with a twist. It's our way of exploring the curiosities that make beer a constantly evolving idea. But we'll never fully know what lies beyond. We only ever see the edges of our own world, impossible glimpses of the universe. We toil away in the dark of new fermentation. We enjoy the anxiety of occasionally working in the realm of chaos. This is very very dramatic. Tasting something unexpected, unsettling, and if we try hard enough, maybe even unexplored. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
That was intense. It's like, um, what was that? Uh, Hell Kitty Kitty. Uh, forget the brewing company. But that brewing company who did Hell Kitty Kitty. Yeah, what about them? Uh, it's sort of the same approach, you know? I think when you were reading their info page, it's like they have a sort of avant-garde, you know, kind of do your own, put your own spin on things. I follow sort of approach. you. Uh, they're located in Darien, Illinois. Okay. I don't know where that is. I've heard of it. Darien? Couldn't, uh, couldn't point it out, out on a map for you. The title of our beer is West Coast Wizard. Ooh. It is a uh, IPA with an ABV of 6.3 and an IBU of 63. Well, it says West Coast IBA, IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic resinous, resinous? Yeah. Hop tones meld with impressions of ripe melon and peach in this bright, easy drinking West Coast IPA. Get back to your roots. That's what it says. It's got a little cat thing that says get back to your roots. Okay. I imagine uh, it'll be somewhat similar to last week's, but maybe not as... <clears throat> it has... Hop forward. No score on Beer Advocate. It doesn't even have a picture on Beer Advocate. Yeah. Last one didn't either. <laughs> Nothing. It has, a, it has an average rating, though. <clears throat> 3.87. Oh, okay. So not great, not bad. Sure. And the review I'll do after, but it's from a guy named Grumpy Gas, and I think Oh, it's got a review. They have, um, like, three. Okay. Just no rating. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, please enjoy the can. It's a matte label. Yeah, I love the matte labels. He's longboarding. He's got flip-flops. He's, he's a got, West Coast wizard. He's got uh, fast food. And a drug rug on. And a wizard staff. Miskatonic. What's the tie-in with witches? Witchcraft. Wizards? Yeah. They do magic. Did I not blindly agree with you over plenty of beers that you have picked? Let me just walk us back to ghouls. Because it rhymes with ghouls. I like the way this smells. Yeah, electric jewel rhymes with ghoul. Shapes and lines. Triangles shape. Oh, that smells good. Mine's very foamy. It smells like pineapple. Instantly, I don't... It's not very uh, uh, hoppy. It's it's just fruity. Fruit forward. Kind of like... Um, kind of like Hell Kitty Kitty. Kind of like uh, Sailor's Kush. You know? Where it's like fruit. One uh, one of my nostrils is stuffed, so I can only smell is like half as well. You can smell half fruit. It's, yeah, it smells like pineapple. Yeah. Tropical fruits. I gotta get close. Frodo. This beer smells incredible. Uh, yeah, very foamy. Um, just like oh. last week's, the foam lingers. Like, I'm not going to be able to get a sip of beer. I got maybe about... Well, you can look, look at the photo on Instagram. That's how much foam I've got. <laughs> You've got about uh, three about three inches of foam there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll let it settle for a little bit. Yeah, I'm waiting. It was maybe a little aggressive pour. It was an aggressive pour. I'm not going to lie. I just love the cans so much. It smells like pineapples and peaches. 
Oh my god, I'm gonna love this beer. <laughs> I know you are. What is with you? <laughs> Why is it that I pick like the weird shit? And then you pick the consistently good shit. You did like Electric Jewel. That was a surprise. I like weird stuff. That was a surprise to me. I didn't think you would uh you'd be a fan of that beer. This is like never ending. No, and there's still more in that can. I know. It's still so full. I mean, let's just You wanna go for it? Yeah, it's fine. I'll get my nose piercing. <laughs> Covered in foam. That was a great clink. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, this is great. That is not at all what I was expecting. It is so fucking smooth. But there's this weird little taste right in the middle of it, and I can't figure out what it is. It's not overly hoppy. Um, it's not overly bitter or intense at all. Nope. Um, it's just very... Very easy to drink, smooth and pleasant and fruity. Look at this foam still. Yep. It's very tasty. It's sweet. That's good. Citrusy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it reminds me a lot of uh, Hell Kitty Kitty, Sailor's Kush, a lot of the fruit-flavored, fruit-forward IPAs that we've had. And Hell Kitty Kitty was a little more bitter. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I just remembered... Um, I can't remember specifically how each one tasted. I just remember that they were fruity. Even we got to try bat squash again. Even, even bat squash. But I've had bat squash since yeah. then. Uh, a lot of the fruity IPAs, and these are they're all great beers, and probably one of my fav- one of my favorite styles now that we've been having more and more of them. Uh, Scott really likes Hell Kitty Kitty. He picked some up at a store, and he's in love with that beer. So he's been telling me. The foam on this is ridiculous. It is so light. I, I'm interested to maybe do a little research on that. Um, what what exactly makes... The constitution of foam thicker? Yeah, like uh, the <laughs> amount of carbonation that they get in the beer and how that's, how that's achieved and what that does to the beer. Oh yeah, you got a thing to read. Alright. The aroma has lost the floral note and focuses on pine and grapefruit. This is a review from last year. So basically this person reviewed it and then actually just. I was going to say, cause I don't, I don't smell any pine or grapefruit. Actually, never mind. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, for me. Pineapple is what I taste up front. But, I mean, it's it's got that, you know, little bit of bitterness that all IPAs have. Um, but it's still very smooth. This one's a little more uh, translucent than uh, our last beer was, where it looked more, last beer looked more like a hazy IPA. This is, you can definitely see through it. It is a, a little more of a pale golden color. Not super dark. It's just pleasant. It's really good. It, again, it reminds me of Hell Kitty Kitty, Sailor's Kush, Bat Squatch, a lot of those fruit IPAs. Um, great nose on it. Uh, I think it smells better than it tastes, but um, it it does not taste uh, bad at all. This is a very satisfying brew. Surprise, surprise. Paige picks another winner. It's great. I might, I'm already half done. It's delicious. Do you want to do, we'll rate it. I wish you had frogs. 
I I can't. I just can't do that right now. <laughs> uh, I I can't. Maybe we should get you a tarantula. No, those guys are easy. I got a cat. Maybe if I didn't get a cat, I'd be able to do frogs. But yeah, that was like your birthday gift, like two years ago. So. If it hadn't happened in two years, I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe eventually. If I ever want to get frogs, I have a great terrarium or vivarium, and I can use all the stuff that you got me. That's perfect. I won't need to go shopping for any of it when I pull the trigger. So this talks a lot about witchcraft. Um, There isn't really, like I mentioned already, there isn't really an expansive article about witches like there is in witchcraft, uh, since witches are just people who practice witchcraft. So... Um, most of this information is just going to be about witchcraft, but it's also, you know, the people doing it are the witches. Make sense? You follow? You copy? All right. What is that? Early witches were people who practiced witchcraft, using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change. Most witches were thought to be pagans doing the devil's work. Many, however, were simple, simply natural healers or so-called wise women whose choice of profession was misunderstood. Hmm. The word witch derives from the Old English nouns witcha and witche. So W-I-C-C-A and W-I-C-C-E. Witcha and witche. The former referring to a male witch, sorcerer, or warlock, and the latter referring to a sorceress or female witch. Throughout history, there has not been a consistent definition of the term witch. Some has, have used the term maleficus. Ah, yes, maleficus. Maleficus. Um, it's Latin to mean witch or a person who performed maleficium, uh, harmful, harmful acts of sorcery against others. So maleficus is someone who performs maleficium. A witchcraft is the practice of what the practitioner, usually usually a witch, believes to be magical skills and abilities, such as using spells, incantations, and magical rituals. It's a broad term that varies culturally and societally, and thus can be difficult to define with precision. Historically, the most common meaning is the use of supernatural means to cause harm to the innocent. This remains the meaning in most traditional cultures worldwide. In the Philippines... As a random fact, similar uh, to many of these cultures, witchers, witches are viewed as those opposed to the sacred. In the modern era, some now use witchcraft to also refer to benign, positive, or neutral metaphysical practices such as those of modern paganism. Examples may include divination, meditation, or self-help techniques. It's unclear exactly when witches came on the historical scene, but one of the earliest records of a witch is in the Bible in the book of 1 Samuel, thought to be written between 931 B.C. and 721 B.C. It tells the story of when King Saul sought the witch of Endor to Uh, summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit uh, to help him defeat the Philistine army. Endor. The witch roused Samuel, who then prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. Aroused? Aroused. Oh, okay. The next day, according to the Bible, Saul's sons died in battle, and Saul committed suicide. The concept of witchcraft and the belief in its existence have persisted throughout recorded history. They have been present or central at various times and in many diverse forms among cultures and religions worldwide. 
including both primitive and highly advanced cultures, and continue to have an important role in many cultures today. Historically, the predominant concept of witchcraft in the Western world derives from Old Testament laws against witchcraft and entered the mainstream when belief in witchcraft gained church approval in the early modern period, which is about 1400 to 1800. Hmm. It is a theosophical conflict between good and evil, where witchcraft was generally evil and often associated with the devil and devil worship. This culminated in deaths, torture, and scapegoating, and many years of large-scale witch trials and witch hunts, especially in Protestant Europe, before largely ceasing during the European Age of Enlightenment, about the 17th and 18th centuries. Witch hysteria really took hold in Europe during the mid-1400s, when many accused witches confessed often under torture, to a variety of wicked behaviors. Within a century, witch hunts were common, and most of the accused were executed by burning at the stake or hanging. And you just know that with the torture that was happening at that time, because torture was creative back in that time, like, ridiculously. I'm sure it's still creative, but, like... Medieval-ass torture. There was some medieval-ass torture. I remember I went to... I'd admit to some shit. (laughs) I've been to medieval times a few times. Have you ever been? No. You know, you think I should have gone because I lived in Florida and I literally knew people oh, yeah. that worked there. Uh, we got to go now since I know you've never been. It's it's a great experience. I haven't been in years, but I've been a few times. Do we get to dress up? Yeah, you can. Some people do dress up. Um, We're LARPing. Sure. Absolutely. But they, they have um, this section. It's an entire uh, torture section of the, the castle where you can view different... Um, forms of medieval torture the inner bdsm freak in me is just like oh boy (laughs) okay (laughs) all right single women widows and other women on the margins of society were especially targeted between the years of 1500 and 1660 up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in europe around 80 percent of them were women thought to be in cahoots with the devil cahoots and filled with lust oh i'm filled with lust and cahoots (laughs) So much cahoots. <laughs> Germany had the highest witchcraft execution rate, while Ireland had the lowest. Fun fact. You go, Ireland. The publication of Malleus Maleficarum. Yeah. I or, know what that is. Or Maleficarum. Vicarum. It's Latin. Written by two well-respected German Dominicans in 1486, likely spurred witch mania to go viral. Oof. The book, usually translated as The Hammer of Witches was essentially a guide on how to identify, hunt, and interrogate witches. Oh, my. Malleus Maleficarum labeled witchcraft witchcraft as hearsay and quickly became the authority for Protestants and Catholics trying to flush out witches living among them. Gotta get them out of there. For more than 100 years, the book sold more copies of any other book in Europe except the Bible. You know what that makes me think of? Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. I gotta watch Monty Python again. I love all of those movies. Do you remember the scene I'm talking about, though? The one where they're, they're saying she's a witch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know if you were she talking... She turned like, me into a newt. Yeah, specifically. Agatha. Which scene you were talking about? Bring this up a little more. No. No. Bring it up. No. Slowly. You're quiet. You're quiet. Uh, Paige will talk about some of the best-known witch trials that took yeah, place... Yeah, at a very quiet tone. ...shortly before the 18th century. Back here. Yeah. Uh, So I'll leave that to her. She's got some stuff to say. Uh, I'm going to cover some accusations of witchcraft. 
So uh, this woman, Ava... Oh, wait. If you have notes on it, on the sandwich trials at all? No, I skipped it completely. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Ava Poch. Poch. Ava Poch. Her name's weird. Look at this. Got some weird accents. It's like pox. <laughs> Ava Poch, a uh, Hungarian ethnographer and folklorist, states that reasons for accusations of witchcraft fall into four general categories. A person was caught in the act of positive or negative sorcery. A well-meaning sorcerer or healer lost their client's or the authority's trust. A person did nothing more than gain the enmity of their neighbors, which Mm. happened a lot. And a person was reputed to be a witch and surrounded with an aura of witch beliefs or occultism. She also identifies three varieties of witch in popular belief. One, the neighborhood witch or social witch. A witch who curses a neighbor following some conflict. Two, the magical or sorcerer witch. Either a professional healer, sorcerer, seer, or midwife, or a person who has, through magic, increased her fortune to the perceived detriment of a neighboring household due to neighborly or community rivalries and the ambiguity between positive and negative magic, such individuals can become labeled as witches. Hmm. And three, the supernatural or night witch. Portrayed in court narratives as a demon appearing in visions and dreams. Which witch are you? Which witch? <laughs> which witch? Which witch are you? I don't know. Which witch do you think I would be? Probably the supernatural or night witch. You think so? Yeah. Oh, man, I'd be spooky. As a demon appearing in visions and dreams. Me? Yeah. Wow. Which one are you? I'd probably fuck with my neighbors. The people above me, man, they're noisy as shit. All right? So... My upstairs neighbors have gotten very noisy. I would be a neighborhood witch. Did I tell you that? Uh, Like a few months ago, you told me you were having some problems, but... Well, those ones moved out. Mm. These ones moved in, and now they're allowed to. (laughs) You know what? I actually haven't had a problem with the people above me lately. Um, I think it's because I'm I'm at work usually during the majority of the day, but on my days off, I definitely Because let me tell you, when I hang out with Kasoda, they're loud as fuck. (laughs) Okay. I believe you. Um, some alleged practices of witches included spellcasting, so that could consist of a set of words, a formula, or verse, or a ritual action. Methods included inscription of runes and sigils on an object to give that object magical powers, mm-hmm. Re, uh, recitation of incantations, magical herbs as amulets or potions, among others. Mm. Uh, necromancy, conjuring the spirits of the dead for divination or prophecy, or raising the dead. Demonology, the study of demons, beliefs about demons, or the hierarchy of demons. And then uh, there's white witches, sometimes known as good witches, indicated practitioners of folk magic or uh, for benevolent purposes, known as white magic, as opposed to practitioners of malevolent witchcraft or black magic. So they did good, Good. like uh, like, um, Glinda. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Even still, practitioners of folk magic who did not see themselves as witches, but as healers or seers, were still convicted uh, of witchcraft. Food. Food. Man, Kasoda is just on it. Guard cat. Um, I'm going to finish my section and I'll get it. Witches and witchcraft, like I mentioned earlier, have different definitions and perspectives depending on the region or religious context. I won't go into each and every religion, but based on what I read, witchcraft was typically viewed as evil, the practice was condemned, and offenders were punished. 
Uh, belief in witchcraft continues to be present today in some societies, and accusations of witchcraft are, are the trigger for serious forms of violence, including murder. Such incidents are common in some countries in Africa and the Middle East. Accusations of witchcraft are sometimes linked to personal disputes, jealousy, and conflicts between neighbors or family members over land or inheritance. Uh, Modern-day witches of the Western world still struggle to shake their historical stereotype. Most practice Wicca, or Wicca, it's W-I-C-C-A, an official religion in the United States and Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, it's t- it has ties with paganism. Uh, Wiccans, or Wiccans, Wiccans, avoid, avoid evil and the appearance of evil at all costs. Their motto is, to harm none. And they strive to live a peaceful, tolerant, and balanced life in tune with nature and humanity. Many modern-day witches still perform witchcraft, but there's seldom anything sinister about it. Hmm. Their spells and incantations are often derived from their Book of Shadows, a 20th century collection of wisdom and witchcraft, and can be compared to the act of prayer in other religions. A modern-day witchcraft potion is more likely to be an herbal remedy for the flu instead of a hex to harm someone. Hmm. And my last bullet, today witchcraft, today's witchcraft spells are usually used to stop someone from doing evil or harming themselves. Ironically, while it's probable some historic witches, historical witches used witchcraft for evil purposes, many may have embraced it for healing or protection against the immorality they were accused of. Hmm. That's my section. Mm-hmm. This beer is delicious. I'm glad you like it. But again, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? I don't like food. That. You want a food break? Yeah. I'll take a food break. In early 1692, <laughs> during the depths of winter in Massachusetts Bay Colony, a group of young girls in the village of Salem began acting strangely. <laughs> it just, it just started. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Start that off. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're back from our food break. <sighs> you good? Yeah. Okay. In early 1692, during the depths of winter in Massachusetts Bay Colony, a group of young girls in the village of Salem began acting strangely. Salem. The daughter and niece of the local minister, Samuel Paris, claimed to be afflicted by invisible forces who bit and pinched them, sending their limbs flailing. Whoa. By mid-February, two more girls had joined them, and the first waves of panic gripped Salem's residence. The girls had been bewitched, which is obviously the only answer. Mm. Mm-hmm. The afflicted girls soon accused three women. The uh, Paris's slave, Tituba, uh, a local beggar woman, Sarah Good, and an invalid widow, Sarah Osborne. As local magistrates began questioning the accused, people packed into a tavern to witness the girls come face-to-face with the woman they had accused of witchcraft. Mm. While the other two women denied the accusations against them, Tatuba told vivid stories of how Satan had revealed himself to her. She said she had signed the devil's book with her own blood and seen the marks of good and Osborne there beside her own. Tatuba's riveting testimony helped unleash a notorious witch hunt that swept quickly beyond Salem and engulfed all of New England. Close to 200 people would be accused before the Salem witch trials ended the following year, and 20 of them would be executed by hanging over the summer and fall of 1692. These are five specific ones. Hmm. <clears throat> Bridget Bishop, 
Uh, when the special court of Oyer and Terminer convened in Salem Town in early June, the first case it heard was against Bridget Bishop, a local widow, as the prosecutor assumed her case would be easy to win. Bishop had been accused of witchcraft more than a decade earlier, but was acquitted for lack of evidence. She also fit everyone's idea of a witch, elderly, poor, and argumentative. Hmm. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be elderly, poor, Uh-oh. and argumentative. She's a witch! Watch out. <clears throat> Ten witnesses testified against Bishop, and she was quickly found guilty and sentenced to death. On June 10th, she was taken to Proctor's Ledge near Gallows Hill in Salem and hanged by the neck until she was dead, according to the report of the sheriff who escorted her. This one's for Sarah Good. Was she... Maybe she was not so good. Oh, lame ass. By then, signs of opposition to the Salem witch trial had begun to surface. Several ministers questioned whether the court relied too much on spectral evidence or testimony about the ghostly figures which is supposedly sent to afflict their victims. Everyone assumed there were specters who could do it, said Margot Burns, a New Hampshire-based historian specializing in the Salem witch trials. That was not disputed, but what was disputed was whether the devil could the devil the devil the, the, devil, the devil could send the shape of an innocent person to afflict. Uh, still, when the court of Oyer and Terminer reconvened on June 28th after its success uh, convicting Bishop, Sarah Good was, conv- was quickly convicted and sentenced to death. Several of the afflicted girls claimed Good's specter attacked them, and Tatuba and several others had named her as a fellow witch in their confessions, claiming she flew on a broomstick and attended witches' gatherings. On July 19th, Good was carted to Gallows Hill and executed along with the church-going grandmother, Rebecca Nurse, and three other convicted nurses. Hmm. Witches, sorry. Uh, Susanna Martin uh, did not even live in Salem, but in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Like Bishop, she had been accused of witchcraft before, but the charges had been dropped for lack of evidence. Her bad reputation may have spread to Salem by 1692 when four of the afflicted girls in Salem accused her by name, claiming her specter had attacked them. Uh Uh-oh. When the court asked them how they knew their specter was Martin's, the girl said, oh, she said her name was Goody Martin and she was from Amesbury. (laughs) She said that. They didn't even have to recognize her. Despite the general lack of evidence against her, Martin was also convicted and hanged on July 19th, the same day as Sarah Good. Martha Carrier, when the court of Oyer and Terminer met for a third session in early August of 1692, it heard the case of Martha Carrier of Andover, which would be home to more accused witches than any other town. Mm. Her family was very unpopular. They were thought to have bought smallpox to Andover. After Carrier was accused, the authorities interrogated her two teenage sons, torturing them into confessing to witchcraft themselves and implicating their mother. In The Wonders of the Invisible World, his famous account of the Salem Witch Trials, Cotton Mather memorably called Carrier a rampant hag who aspired to be queen of hell. The court convicted Carrier in the same session as two prominent male victims of the witch hunts, John Proctor and Reverend George Burroughs, whom people suspected of being the ringleader of Salem's witches. On August 19th, Carrier went to Gallows Hill along with Proctor, Burroughs, and two other men. And she was the only woman executed that day for witchcraft. Hmm. Um, Martha Corey, like Rebecca Nurse, was far from the usual witch suspect who tended to be a poor outcast. She was a uh, covenanted member of the church. Coven, 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 
member of her church and was considered an upstanding member of the community. But Martha had attracted suspicion after she tried to stop her husband, Giles, from attending one of the early exterminations. Exterminations. (laughs) Examinations. Two very different things. Oh, no. (laughs) Examinations and the witch trials. My brain. Even going so far as to hide his saddle. That's really funny. You go from hide the keys to hide the saddle. (laughs) Shortly after this, one of the afflicted girls accused Martha of bewitching her and turning her blind. Martha's defiant attitude turned court officials against her, and Giles refused to corroborate her testimony. Corroborate. Corroborate? Corroborate. 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 It's inconceivable. (laughs) At least until he himself was accused less than uh, two weeks after Martha was found guilty and sentenced to death. Hmm. Giles was pressed to death after he refused Ooh. to enter a plea in his own trial. Ow. On September 22nd, Martha Corey went to the gallows along with seven other convicted witches and what would be the last hangings of the Salem witch trials. Hmm. How long do you think this episode is right now? Couldn't tell you. No? You can't give me like an estimate of your brain? I did about the average amount of stuff i think your section has been a little shorter than mine so far Mm. i'm leaving it at that then okay so the salem witch trials uh obviously in salem massachusetts i forget what the time frame was like 16 something right before right before 1700 right yes and then you said 200 people 200 people were convicted yes and then 20 of them, so 10% of them were... It's, okay, from February 1692 to May of mm-hmm. 1693. Okay. I didn't know it was that short of a time frame. Yeah, it wasn't that long. That was like a longer, like the plague. No. Huh. Huh. What a crazy time to be alive. What a wacky world. And you're right, now I want to watch Monty Python. I told you, good book, good movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what things are. Was it ever a book? No. I just accidentally said book because I brain farted out book. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the mirror? What <laughs> did you think of the mirror? <laughs> um, it was better than last week. Uh-huh. I thought it was, like I said, I've said this before, very similar to Bad Squatch, uh, Sailor's Cush. Hell Kitty Kitty, the fruit IPAs that we've had before, fruit forward IPAs we've had before. It's sweet, it's smooth, it's not overly bitter or astringent or, astringent. you know, just uh, overbearing in any way. It's just, it's nice. It's a nice beer. You're a nice beer. Thanks. You're welcome. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I thought that it was really well brewed, um, very tasty, very smooth. Yeah. Um, ridiculously long foam. Like, there's still foam on clinging to the glass the glass it's very foamy beer <laughs> it comes in a six pack of uh eight ounce cans mm-hmm. i would have more than one normally but i'm trying to limit myself one beer is good can i keep one you can have the whole no no no. the rest is yours because it's you for you and you and chelsea i keep my beers you keep your beers but i'm just asking for one we beer. don't drink that much i'm trying not to drink that much either so it's gonna stock up in my fridge too yeah you can keep one or cool. all of them. Okay. Beer and Fearcast at gmail.com. Yeah. That. Check out our Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter, mm-hmm. Reddit, yeah. Pornhub. <laughs> Beer and Fearcast Pornhub. <laughs> Look at our likes. <laughs> our shared videos. It's brand new. We just started this, so keep a lookout. Pornhub.com slash Beer and Fearcast. <laughs> We have the black casting couch and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you can send us your stories. If you got a story, send it to our email with a beer recommendation. For fights uh, fights and fights. Fights and fights. Fights and fights. Are we just, for for an hour, we just fight each other? (laughs) You're going to (laughs) lose. And that is it. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry.